Mr. Kerber can fit so much. It's Carby. It's Carby. It's Carby. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast, coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Woo. Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I'm your host, Omega Z, a.k.a. Ken Cardez, Digital Era Entertainment's Editor-in-Chief of the Decode Written Corps, written portion of the content available over at our website, digitalerentertainment.com. I'm joined by Gino, uh-huh. owner and operator of the it's Waypoint Cafe. He is the disembodied hand of the podcast as he meticulously watches over stream chat and our audio levels and all the other little technical things that I sometimes scratch my head over because I'm a caveman. Hope everyone's having a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful Thursday. What? That just reminded me. I, I, I Someone posted... Uh, on one of the marketplaces, a fight stick that is the DK bongos oh turned God. into a hitbox. That's hilarious. So you could unga bunga <laughs> in fighting games if you play one of those characters. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Deco Podcast where we uh, talk about caveman and make um, <laughs> Donkey Kong jokes. Uh, speaking of Donkey Kong, obviously... Topic of today is going to be the Nintendo Direct that was uh, shown yesterday because... uh, Reasons. Reasons. Because Nintendo could just do that. So, it's like Nintendo did Nintendo things and showed off a bunch of Nintendo stuff. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, let's catch people up on what we've been playing because a lot of games have been coming out. And uh, it's kind of hard to like keep track of them all. So we'll keep updated what we've been playing. So Gino, I know you've been playing. I've been playing Lost Ark and it took two nights of my full sleep away. That's crazy. I haven't done that since Diablo 2. Yeah. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Lost Ark is the new MMORPG. Action RPG. Action RPG. Basically, it's Diablo without the toxicity of Activision Blizzard. No, but with its own player-based toxicity. That's okay. We can deal with player-based. That's what the block button is for. (laughs) It has a cash shop. The cash shop's only cosmetics or some useful items for your pet, like, to have an extra backpack. But I'm like, I don't care. Also the mute button. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I've only gotten to play it once during one of like the free weekends they had, but what I found there was really really good. It's a very polished game. So basically, we're getting a game like four years later. Yeah, because the it's game's been, been out for a while. It's been out for a while in uh the Asian and Korean markets. It's in out in Korea and in Russia. Those okay. are the only two areas that it was in. Now it's doing a global re- uh release, and it's. Pretty spot on. It's it's been pretty good actually. Yeah. So it's been a fun. It's been fun. Um, I'm already level 31. I breezed through what the first beta section was actually mm-hmm. within a day. Um, now I'm just doing PvP and I'm building my island out because they give you a little stronghold that's like your house. Okay. And you can build it up and level it and everything. Oh. Crafting has so much fun. It, it's it's basically just that so you could do trades and stuff like that. Okay. And it grants you like it, it grants you bonuses. So attack bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah. 
so right now, Lost Ark is also available here at the cafe as yep. well, as long as you have the Founders Pack. Well, by the time this podcast is out, it will be free. It'll be free to play. Because so. it comes out on Friday, officially. Free to play game. That's very pretty, and I look like Van Helsing. Yeah, it's available on Steam. Uh, if you have the Amazon Luna thing, it's also on that for like the three people that probably Don't have <laughs> play it on controller. <laughs> Don't play it on controller. The controller um, setup is really bad, actually. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I, the Steam controller, which is hilarious. I'm hoping it at least like comes to console so that more people can play this game. But if you have a PC, we highly recommend it. It's an awesome it action RPG. Scream. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, just the particle effects alone, your PlayStation 5 would just be screaming. Like, you think that fan's loud now? No, no, the PS5 can handle it. It's it's not that I didn't crazy. say no, it's just going to be very loud. The fan isn't loud at all. If your fan's loud, something's wrong with your PS5. <laughs> Louder than my Xbox's fan, which is confusing me. That's insane. It is, it's weird. That shouldn't be happening. Maybe there's something wrong with my PS5. Oh, maybe there's, like, cat hair in it or something. Probably, actually. <laughs> Probably, actually. That wouldn't surprise me. You gotta dust that thing out. Um, what else? Anything else besides Lost Ark? No, it's Lost Ark, really. Uh, I did get a chance to play with the uh, Steam Deck. I have a developer friend who has one. Yeah, no, it lives up yours to the coming hype. In? Uh, I still have to pay for mine. I haven't gotten the email yet. That's uh, February twenty fifth. They send out the email. Mm-hmm. You have twenty four hours to pay for it. Then uh, you'll get a secondary email saying, "Hey, we're shipping it now." Gotcha. So yeah. But the uh, previews have all been great. Um, yeah. Playing Sekiro because Dark Souls is too hard. Oh, damn. Ouch. <laughs> Speaking of Elden Ring. Comes uh, out now. Oh, God. This don't remind sucks. me. El- Elden Ring is in two weeks. It comes out on the 20- 25th. Because King 25th. of Fighters drops. King of Fighters drops. There's a hint of the Friday. Kingdom Fighters anime. <laughs> and if we get a Kingdom Fighter, King of Fighters anime, mm. you know Capcom is going to be upset. And actually have to give us the Rival Schools anime. Probably. Which means we'll probably finally get a Rival School. If this is just SNK's plan to give us Rival Schools again, thank you. Maybe. It could be. It is a thing that could happen. Uh, so I, I beat Nobody Saves the World and unlocked New Game Plus now. So that's been fun. Alright. And I have been... I checked out also Ali Ali World. How since is that? that dropped on Tuesday. It's a lot of fun. That's good. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just skateboarding RPG RPG ish type thing. Um, very short game. Like I blew through it like really quickly in a day. So I, I was a little like miffed to see how long it was because like I literally a hundred percent of the game and like ten hours. It had listen. It's it's a small dev team. It's a small dev team. Yeah, I mean, it's a small team, but like, I, I feel like this is one of those games where, like, I know people say, like, what you pay for a game shouldn't reflect, like, yeah. the game itself, but uh, it's it's $30, it's $29.99, and I feel like I should have had more game out of it. Like, if you just play straight through to the end, you can beat it in, like, four hours, like, yeah, one, three, four. It's obviously meant for replayability right. to get, like, the higher score and do all the yeah, trick yeah. combos and stuff like that. Once I 100% of it, it was like almost like 10 hours total. And I was just like, I felt disappointed by that with this kind of game. And I normally don't feel that way with like a lot of indie games. Yeah. Cause like, 
But for some reason, like, this was the first time where I felt like, like I felt cheated out of my time. And I was like, that's it? And to be fair, uh, with Nobody Saves the World, um, my, that same feeling was there, but more so because of the story. Because, like, it starts off as, like, your bare bones, very drawn out RPG story. And then when you get to the climax, it literally, like, shoves you into the final boss. And you're like, the end. Have a nice day. And you're like, that's it? <laughs> yeah. So two different degrees of, like, game in terms of, like, how they presented stuff to me. Uh, but they're both very fun. Um, if you like Ali Ali 1 and 2, then, like, obviously you're going to get Ali Ali World. Yeah. It's fun to play. Um, I don't know. Just I felt wanting after i finished it where i like especially after i finally got like all the tricks done and i did like all the high score stuff and it was like 100 percent. i'm like okay i think what it is, is i feel cheated that it took me 10 hours to 100 percent a game when normally like 100 percent of the game for me is like a good maybe 20 or more hours yeah i don't know it just felt weird it, it was the first time i've ever had that feeling in a long time where i was actually like oh, man i paid for this <laughs> Played on what the PlayStation? A PS5, yeah. I'm just double checking. The price is the same everywhere. It seems like it is. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be getting an expansion pass. Though. On top of what you pay for already, or is it like, a free expansion? No, I think there's supposed to be an expansion, like a DLC later on. Oh, well, if it's free, maybe that yeah. would be cool. Um, but yeah, that's all we've been playing. Again, uh, nothing much new on the esports front, of course. Uh, actually, um, there's some Valorant news today. Uh, just about uh, Optic Gaming. Uh, was, was the Valorant news that Valorant exists? No, that Optic <laughs> Gaming is uh, stepping in to the scene. They bought a team recently, so one of the teams are being renamed to Optic. Okay. Um, there's been some Halo news. I don't. It's it's, it's what I like. Sorry to cut you yeah, off. But one of the things that I've noticed for Halo, I don't know if this is what you were going to touch on, was how like the community is like kind of like bored with it already. I was gonna, I was just about to talk about that. Okay. Um, it, it's a double edged sword when you see Steam numbers. Uh huh. Because it's still pulling like forty thousand people, and matches are still easy to find. Mm-hmm. But everyone views anything that's not consistently holding at a million players a failure and i'm sitting here and i'm just like because they're comparing it to like league of legends and i'm like you you really can't compare or like uh like one of the running jokes between league and dota is dota is the fail game because it only holds three hundred fifty thousand people mm-hmm. at a time i'm like three hundred fifty thousand people is like a, a small city country. a small country <laughs> a city like, that's not a failure of a game. <laughs> if they all spent $10, that's a lot of money. Yes. That's <laughs> 350 million times 10. That like you just add another zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't think so the, I don't think the community, billion. I think what's happening right now is because season one has still continued. Mm-hmm. Season two hasn't started yet. Season two is going to be starting soon. Yeah. I think what we're, what we're seeing is the natural progression of the highs and lows of like Apex went through this. Yeah, well, every, every game goes through this. When a game comes out, everyone 
there. Now, people are saying, oh, but no one wants to watch the the eSport of it. I'm like, well, yes and no. The e- it's like, yeah, every single eSport thing, it's like, yeah, but I go watch the Asian ones at like three in the morning and there's 75,000 people mm-hmm. uh, watching it at three in the morning. There's the Oceanic one, which has like 250,000 people watching. There's North America, which is watching around 100,000. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be pulling a lot of people viewership, but they split their viewership amongst regions. Yeah. So I look at it and I I feel like it could be worse, especially when you compare it to something like Battlefield Battlefield 2042 (laughs) and how, how so many people are wanting their money back for Battlefield. Uh, EA unfortunately pooped to bed with that one, mm. so it sucks because like I was actually looking forward to this battlefield, same, and same. then I like I was like some I, you know when you get that feeling like, it's like I'm gonna hold wrong like you get like as someone who's been gaming a long time there's like there's games that come out like hmm this is really interesting I'll keep an eye on it I'm gonna keep an eye on it and then when it gets close to release you start getting like this gut feeling yeah, of like, like uh, I'm gonna wait on it I'm getting it's like the gamer sense it's like you know Spider-Man has spider yeah, sense I, it's like my gamer I, sense I comes watch. in and I'm like I don't think I'm gonna buy this I feel like it's not gonna be good and then it ends up not being good yeah. you're like okay it, it's funny <laughs> to me that that game launched because it was the game that standardized the um the scoreboard right it launched with no scoreboard. It launched with no scoreboard. It has no leaderboard, no rankings, nothing. I'm just like, why? And apparently the dev response was they didn't want players to feel pressured. So I'm like, okay, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Then don't include it for casual mode. Turn off the, the, the scoreboard for casual mode. Just leave it for the ranked modes. I don't know. I know. I know that the game was like in a horrible state for PC players in terms of how it shipped too. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. I was watching streams. It's, it's, of that. it's pretty bad. I was dying to invisible people. Oh God! Like their models didn't load, but their hitboxes load. So you just blind fired. You kill someone. And I'm like, okay, three <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lots of issues. Uh, let's move on to some good news. We got some good news. Uh, a lot of good news yesterday, not just with the Nintendo Direct, uh, but also. It was bothering you that it was just like. Yeah, there we go. It was on a box. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got news and confirmation that the Wolf Among Us 2 from Telltale Games is indeed still being made. It's going to release in 2023. I... We got a brand new trailer. With Big B Wolf being in it, and it looks like uh, we had the Scarecrow and the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz, yeah. which I thought was interesting. I just... What's the deal with Telltale Games again? Like, so I know that they it's still effectively th- died. They, they, they had money problems, and then like the CEO just kind of like threw his money where his mouth was and resurrected the company on his own. Okay. Uh, there's just that unfortunately they had to go through like a lot of layoffs restructuring and everything and restructuring. Yeah. I think they uh, just took too many games at once because I no that, that's, that t- that's yeah. definitely what it was. They they took on too many properties and some of those properties didn't do very well in terms of Walking sales. Dead. Walking Dead did very well. It's just like the other stuff they did, like their Game of Thrones game didn't do too well. Um, no, some Walking Dead. I remember towards the very end, everyone was getting tired of just seeing all the episodes. Just pushed out all the time because I've always saw that game even now I still see that game at like <laughs> 30% off 40% off 
So I think what it, they just took on more like properties that they they could handle. They did that. They did the Minecraft game too, and everything. Yeah, that didn't do well. Yeah, because uh, I think what it is is sometimes like you think a property is hot, and it's like we understand why you think it's hot I because there's like- there's popularity for it. Like <laughs> Minecraft does have a large installed base, but like Minecraft players only want to play Minecraft. Actually. <laughs> Um, Microsoft just announced that uh, Minecraft, uh, the Diablo game, Dungeons, yes, that like was bad. Sure, okay. Now it has concurrent one million players. Like they confirmed it. Yeah. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. No. All the free updates have made the game. This is how starved we are for Diablo. <laughs> We're so starved. We play Minecraft Dungeons. Okay. <laughs> like people are so starved for Diablo. It's funny because I think what it is, a lot of people just so upset at Activision Blizzard that they're actively not playing their games and yeah. going to the games that are like their games. Because I've been seeing an uptick in Paladins recently. Oh, also. 100% that. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so for those of you who don't know, Paladins is basically bargain basement Overwatch. Um, it's a good game. You know, I'm not, I'm not time not, for Cliffy B to come back with a dead property. <laughs> Cliffy B, please bring back Lawbreakers. <laughs> Lawbreakers can come back now. I swear. Um, I really, I really wish like that his company was more successful because the 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 battle royale he was coming out with looked really interesting. It did, and you know what's crazy about his company? This is something. This is this is a good uh, segue, actually. Um, Cliffy B and uh, Tim Sweeney have a lot in common. What do they have in common? They're both from from Epic Games. Yes. Um. They both thought that they were like the Nomuras of Epic. That's the only way I can explain it. So, I mean, I give Cliffy B the benefit of the doubt because the man has really great ideas. I mean, this Execution is a guy. Execution is pulled sometimes incorrectly. He has great yeah. ideas, but if he gives it to the wrong team, it just, yeah. it knows that. Like, this is the man who gave us the Unreal series, the Unreal yes. Tournament games, the creator of Gears of War. Yeah. Those are all great. And then Tim Sweeney this week, um, I got to play with the Steam Deck. It does live up to the hype. So if you manage to get a pre-order, you, you should buy it. <laughs> but Tim Sweeney came out and said, oh, um, for Fortnite, they're not going to be pushing an update for Fortnite. For the Steam Deck. Why not? And his reasoning was, oh, because we don't have the development resources to focus on that. That's basically his reasoning. The real reason is um, that, and everyone kind of sat there is like, no, the way that he made it sound like he doesn't believe in his product. That's what it sounded like. Right. His real reasoning is. Un- th- this has been coming up recently. Um, Unreal Epic Unreal Engine has easy anti cheat. Mm-hmm. Easy anti cheat and um, the Epic Game Store are now the new the new rules for it are now entwined. So you need an Epic login sometimes. Okay. Dependent on the game and studio. Right. Um. So a lot of indie game companies are now sitting here going like, "Well, what do we do? Do you now need to make an Epic account to log into this to be able to play it on?" And this is specifically only for Linux devices, which is what the Steam Deck is. Mm-hmm. So it seems more like they're taking another pot shot at Valve. And gamers are the ones who are paying for it. So they're going to try to make it seem like he's making it seem like, oh, it's Valve's fault for promoting Linux for gaming. When the reality is like, no, you're just mad 
that Gabe Newell has proved you wrong because they finally dug up the um uh the case between Valve and everything has been going on recently. Yeah, I mean and his argument uh because of the uh the game the um the one with Sony and Apple and all that um the 30% thing also came up with with Valve but Valve brought up a thing where Tim Sweeney is quoted in a video so they can't even say it's doctored that Steam is the stupidest idea for, for PC gaming. <laughs> a storefront for PC gaming will uh, never do it. I remember when he said that. I remember that was years ago. 2009. Wow. <laughs> I remember I remember reading that in Game Informer, actually. So. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, you're just mad that they proved you wrong and that, they, they, that they're running away with the money right now. Yeah. The man who pushed so much, who also said... um. And this is also where Cliffy B comes from. It's so weird because Epic had four developers come out of them. Tim Sweeney, Cliffy B, and I can't remember the other two for the life of me. Um, kind of all said random things. One of the things that they said was, uh, I remember Cliffy B saying this, that console gaming is the future, not PC gaming, because everyone just pirates on PC. I mean, he wasn't entirely wrong. He wasn't entirely wrong. <laughs> but the Gears numbers on PC are proving him very wrong. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Wolf Among Us 2 slated for 2023. I'm excited. All the voice actors are returning. Nice. Um, the trailer is up on uh, the YouTubes right now. So you can definitely check it out. Uh, there is a lot of ground to cover in this Nintendo Direct. So we're going to spend oh most God. of the so talking about the games that were revealed. Uh, as we go down the order that the Nintendo Direct showed them off and they started it off with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is the sequel to their Dynasty Warriors styled Fire Emblem game. Which is weird because I don't think it's an actual direct sequel because they made the mistake with Hyrule Warriors. And now there's the Age of Calamity one, which everyone thought was a direct sequel, but takes place only in the Breath of the Wild universe. I think this one only takes place in the Three Houses universe. I think it takes place during the time when you, the main character, pass out and all war breaks out. Maybe. I don't know. But Hyrule Warriors, the Calamity is a sequel to the original. Like, it takes place in that, like, particular timeline strange timeline or whatever. Because it's doing some weird time travel mumbo jumbo, especially if you play through uh, Calamity of Ages. You know, there's some yeah. weird time travel stuff that happens in that game. Um... But this is gonna. This is great news for like all of the Fire Emblem fans. So all like ten of you. Ten. ten. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got confirmation of the Advanced Wars One and Two reboot camp coming out yeah. in March. Was it? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I know it got a release date. I don't remember what date it was. Um, this is basically a remake of the Game Boy Advance strategy games that were super popular when the Game Boy Advance dropped. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for it. It has online. Yeah. I'm just excited that it's both games in one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited it's both games. It has online and a map creator. That I think is really cool. Like the, that you can make the, your own map. This is gonna this is now gonna be the new Star uh what's it called? The new StarCraft. <laughs> we don't have an RTS. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope this leads to like more advanced wars because like there seems it's to be a funny. lot of buzz so surrounding this game. It's so. funny that you mentioned that. Um, advanced wars for a while was kind of like that kind of style of game was a dead genre. 
Yeah. Then two games came out. First one was Tiny Metal, which did <laughs> so well. And then all of a sudden, um, then you had um, the medieval one, which I can't remember the name of. That was shown off, and that did really well. Then all of a sudden, Nintendo, it's like the thing with Metroid, where it's like, oh, you people want this? Here. Yeah. This is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh, okay. It's like what we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, we have confir- there, there was confirmation that No Man's Sky is going to be dropping on the Nintendo Switch. I, Yay. I, I have it on PC. I, I, I like that the game is probably definitely one of the most improved games ever from yeah, when it keep launched. Keep your mouth shut and just work on it. Yeah. That's, literally was, that's literally what they said. <laughs> so No Man's Sky is there. Uh, the big news, I think, I, I think I walked into the cafe yesterday as this trailer was playing. Strikers! We got Mario Strikers Battle League. Are uh, we going to get rude Waluigi? I hope we do. Waluigi was, Waluigi was doing the DX. Yeah! Uh, suck it. Like, <laughs> how did you let that pass in a yeah. Nintendo game? Yeah. Rated E. <laughs> so Mario Strikers Battle League will be coming out on June 10th. Uh, you can all, it's going to have like a club mode that supports up to 20 players. Yeah. Uh, the game is eight versus eight, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Which is huge. Like that's crazy large. Uh, it has a gear system, which I think is pretty cool. I just don't know. Like I'm, a, I'm afraid style and everything. I'm afraid. So like as much as I, I like, I'm really excited that this game yes. exists, but in terms of actually buying it and playing it, I'm just like so afraid of what else is going to come out between now and then that, will have my attention. And the crazy part is all these games that they announced during this direct are coming out within the next like four to five. Yeah, well, this is everything that was coming out and um, to June, July, basically. Yeah. So it's like, oh, God, Nintendo, you have a lot. Because then there's Splatoon 3, which is coming out. This summer, this summer, they showcased that the Salmon Run mode is coming back. Cool. Salmon Run next wave with a bunch of crazy new bosses. We can finally throw the eggs. Yes. That's the best thing that can happen. Uh, after that, some weird announcements that I thought were pretty And this is interesting. where I'm upset. This is where I'm upset now. We have there's, tr- there's a, front, a front mission remake. I'm happy about that. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. We have front mission coming out. Then there was and the Advance other. Advance Wars. And Advance Wars. And they're pointing that I'm like, can I get a Shadow Hearts game then on the Switch? <laughs> like you, you like you'll explain why you'll see why I mean by that later. But just to give you an idea of how old Front Mission is, the first Front Mission, the original Front Front Mission, was an original PlayStation game. It dropped in like 1995, 1996. It was a launch title. Yeah. The the, the thing with this remake is it's also going to be followed up by the second game as well. So they they're putting out remakes of both of them. Uh, is that mean we're getting a new one too? Who knows? Maybe I'll, we will. Will this will this make from software stop doing souls like games and just stop for a minute and be like, wait, you guys want armor core? You guys want armor core? Yes, we do. We want armor yes, core. Yes, I want armor core. Uh then there was a new kart racing game announced, Disney Speedstorm, which is free basically it's gonna be a free-to-play title sometime this summer. It's gonna be on multiple systems. It's gonna also have split screen support. And it's gonna free. It's gonna feature a bunch of Disney and Pixar characters racing in crazy cars. Uh, I know. I know. One, I know. My son's gonna be happy. There for this is one. only one game that could kill Mario Kart. Give me Blur Two, Microsoft. <laughs> I know you have the rights. 
<laughs> Blur 2. <laughs> I want Blur 2. You want to talk about rubber banding? That game had horrible AI rubber banding. Yeah. Um, game made me depressed. After this, there was like a weird... Two weird games. There was a weird like um, montage of third-party stuff coming to the Switch. For some reason, Star Wars The Force Unleashed is getting ported to the Nintendo Switch. I no, guess. I know what that is. I know why they're doing that. It's probably to renew the trademarks for the Starkiller name. Maybe. That's probably what it's for. Um, there's also going to be a Switch version of the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection. Okay. There's the SD Gundam Battle Alliance. I'm, a li- I'm, I'm excited for that. It's SD Gundam. And then one of the, I guess, like a little bit of a hype moment for me personally, just because I really love the original game. Uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition was announced, which is an HD uh, upgrade of the original Chrono Cross. I only care about the fact that it comes <laughs> with the visual, with novel. The visual novel that Chrono <laughs> Cross is based off of. Yeah. I would rather have Chrono Trigger remade. Yeah, so it's going to have uh, Chrono Cross plus the Radical Dreamers, which was like a text-based RPG. It's basically it's a visual a, it's novel. A visual novel. Uh, this is all going to come out on April 7th. Yep. We got an updated... <laughs> my son's already ahead of the news. Yeah. We got an updated look at Kirby and the Forgotten Land and, and now I have more, more of his questions. powers. I have more questions of what unholy thing Kirby is. Yeah. I mean... I, I, Here's my complaint. He swallowed a god. Yes. He swallowed a star. Yes. But a car is too big for him to get around. Gameism. It's probably just because of the game. <laughs> um, uh, Kirby's, Kirby's dropping in a month. The game looks insane. Like, it looks like the... They the really went. Crazy they thing really ever. went. Yeah. I feel like this is like the unhinged Nintendo of old. Like, remember I, <laughs> those ads were great. Remember the DS ads? Yes. Or like the early Game Boy ads? God. So, I'm excited for Kirby. I have. I can't even remember the last time I picked up a Kirby game. I think uh, Planet Robot. Yeah, Planet, Planet Robot. Robot. Yeah. It's whatever that. I think that was the last one I actually played. Which is uh, also really good. I know there was that free to play one. I didn't touch the free to play one. I played the free, I played all the free to play ones. They're fun. Uh huh. They are actually fun. So <laughs> Kirby's a space baby. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> technically, he is a not fully trained Star Warrior. Yeah. Uh, MLB the show is coming on the Switch. This I, is hilarious. Th- um, this is hilarious because I didn't realize how crazy Japan was about baseball. Yeah. Until recently, and I'm just like, y'all. Take the people who do stalk idols, like you make them look like children. What I think is funny is this is a PlayStation game being ported everywhere. Ported everywhere because last year it was ported to uh, (laughs) the Xbox, and now it's going to be on Xbox and the Nintendo Switch with uh, this outing. Uh, MLB the Show comes out on April twenty seventh. The show is a very popular baseball game, Uh, but it's just interesting to see a. Sony made game because it's an internal Sony studio that makes MLB the show. But I be- they freed themselves. No, oh. so it's it's an internal stu- Sony studio, but the MLB itself has the say on where the game goes. Oh, that's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's on the Xbox and now on the Nintendo Switch. Um, MLB is just like, wait, why are we? You that makes sense though. MLB is probably being like, why are we limiting ourselves? Yeah, we want more money. <laughs> 
Um, and then they announced a new Clonoa. For those of you who don't know, I am a and I am an incredibly were we not just incredibly huge fan of Clonoa. Were we not just talking about like two episodes ago how we need more technically three D platformers? Yeah, so now we're getting one. Now we're, getting- <laughs> we're getting one of the best two point five D platformers ever made. Uh, I own all the Clonoa games, and I'm probably gonna take a picture of that when I get home. I have the I have the remastered soundtracks on vinyl and cassette tape. I have the PS1 game. I have the PS2 game. I have the two DS. I think it was DS or Game Boy Advance games. Game Boy Advance. I want to yeah. say Clonoa is amazing. I'm just glad to see like a literal game from when I was young, because like the first Clonoa was like 1997. Yep. Um. You think- Okay, wait, wait. Do you think we'll get a Billy Hatcher game now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the thing about this, the fan, the Fantasy Reverie series, it's uh, it's actually a bundle. It's going to contain the first two games. Yeah. It's Door to Phantom Isle and Lunatale's Veil. Um, so it's more so like a remastering. It I is guess. a remastering. But still, I'm going to buy it anyway. If it sells really well, I bet you we'll get the third game. So, I'm looking forward to this. Clonoa is going to come to the Nintendo Switch on July 8th. We got a port of Portal, the Portal Companion Collection. So, this is, this is an interesting collection, actually. Why? This collection is the multiplayer collection. Well, it's everything, because it's Portal yeah. and it's also the... It's, it's, it's Portal, Portal 2, plus the two little multiplayer things, and mm-hmm. I think the bridge simulator as well. Yes. So... This collection is actually not really available outside of anywhere but the Switch right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even on Steam. Well, uh, if you get a Steam Deck. Well, if you get a Steam Deck, it's on the Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you don't need to buy a Steam Deck now. Now you can just play it on your Switch. And now here's the other. This was another big one for those of you who are really, really into JRPGs. Live Alive was getting a 2D upgraded remastering and remake. Again, <laughs> give me Shadow Hearts and give me Terranigma. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who may not be as old as I am since I'm ancient and I've played games forever, uh, Live Alive was a fantastic Japanese RPG back on the Super Nintendo. Um, and now it's coming back for... It's, it's funny because this is the game that actually... Um, Megalovania, the song that yeah. Toby Fox made, is actually based on the boss fight song here, Megalomania. Mm-hmm. So it's like no, like when th- this is a genre defying. If anything, this is the this is the RPG that defined how Octopath Traveler would work yes. and things like that. So it was previously only available in Japan unless you got like the ROM hack, which is how I played it. I played the ROM too. hack had the translation of the story. Very poorly translated, but it still had a translation. Hey, it's a, it's a tra- <laughs> you take, listen, you take those. I have a poorly translated other game that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, we got an announcement that there's going to be a Nintendo Switch Sports. Just like there was a Wii Sports game, there's now Nintendo Switch Sports coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh... Did they announce a release date for Switch Sports? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was, I think it was April or something I like that. I think it was April. end of April. Um, it's gonna have a bunch of 
different things. It's also going to make use of the leg strap from uh, the Ring Fit Adventure. It will probably come with a leg strap also. If you don't I think they're going to bundle it in. I, cool, I got two leg straps. <laughs> uh, there's an update later on the line that's going to add golf to Nintendo Switch Sports, but it's going to have like the traditional volleyball and all the Everything other sports else, games yeah. that you've played. Um, we got a new Taiko no Tatsujin. This is the live service game, which exists in Japan. It is also the most toxic version of the game. The <laughs> fandom for this game. No, no, no. Like, I wish I was joking. The game is like that fandom is so toxic because if you're not using official hardware, they boot you from the room. That's crazy. Like they just straight boot you from the room. I'm like, what wow. I want to push buttons. What if I don't want to bang stick on drum? You have to have the modded drum. Not even like, you have to mod it. So That's it, too much. It, yeah, it's so toxic. This community is so toxic and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a four play. There's going to be a new four player mode in this particular game. Uh, there's an in-game su subscription service for over 500 songs. So effectively, this is going to be the largest Taiko game to date. Yes, all because it's technically all the music of Taiko. Yeah. Um, it... If I remember, I think the Japanese subscription for PC and arcade is, um, I think, like $50 a year. Yeah. So if you do the translation, so yeah. Mm -hmm. So we got uh, Triangle Strategy also had a, a new trailer. The prologue demo is available now on the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's going to cover the first three, uh, three chapters of this new game. Uh, made by the same producer of Octopath Traveler. I look so. forward to this because it's like, hey, we're getting tactics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the reminder that the Cuphead DLC is dropping for Cuphead on June 30th. Cuphead, the delicious last course, which is going to have Miss Chalice. There is content coming to Metroid Dread and a free update that is out now. Uh, they're out. They're adding what is known as a dread mode, which is a zero suit Samus mode. It's basically zero suit Samus mode. So it's one hit kill. You die. Um, there's also going to be a rookie mode that gives you increased health and it regenerates over time. And then later on in April, there will be an additional boss rush mode for Metroid dread. I like how the, how they're like, hey, here's some more stuff for this game. Yeah, I like it. It's good. And it's free. And oh, yeah. here it is. So coming to the Nintendo Switch uh, online, well, the Nintendo online service, we're going to have Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, which are... And once again, give me Shadow Hearts. Can, can, well, how about Earthbound 3? Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> where's, where's my Earthbound 3? I want my Mother 3 release. ROM hacks. I want the official one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who are going to play this, I'm going to give you some little background. Do not play Beginnings first. Yeah, for sure. Play Earthbound first, then go back and play Beginnings. Because, and people are going to be like, but it's the prequel. Like, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with story. It has nothing to do with that. It is a Famicom, an NES, but originally a Famicom RPG. Which means it is grindy. Yeah, it's going to take a while. It is, it is literally the definition of Nintendo difficult. <laughs> where they had to make the games hard. 
the pad out between releases. Yes. So go play the first one. If you like the series, go play then beginnings. <laughs> uh, we got an announcement that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is going to come out with a booster course pack, uh, which is going to be 48 new tracks. The booster pack is going to be $24.99 or is absolutely free with the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Which I have. Not just the Nintendo Switch Online. You have yep. to have the expansion, expansion pack. pack subscription. It'll be completely free. The first, they're going to be released in waves from now, uh, from first in March until 2023. Um, it's bringing a lot of different tracks from a lot of games. Oh my God, this game is in, in the Mario Kart universe including uh tracks from mario kart tour yeah uh coconut malls coming back i know i know that's that's a fan favorite. that's a fan favorite so <laughs> you know what's hilarious about it though that's not an eight mario kart infinite it is, <laughs> it is. It's infinite. um the, the funny part about it's this a, is it's an infinite sign that's made to look like an eight will be the gate will be the year that the game is now 10 years old yeah so that's probably when they're going to do nine. <laughs> like, we'll give you a decade of this. See, I told you, my son is excited for Coconut yeah. Mall. Coconut <laughs> Mall is great. When it's a great I saw, track. When I now saw it's going to be in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, great. Your son has more content to speedrun. Yes. <laughs> and, and then the, this. Then they ended the uh, direct with the reveal for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's a direct sequel to two. Well, yeah. I mean, the Xenoblade Chronicles. We kind of called this a while ago because we were like, Monolith has to be doing something. They've been yeah, quiet for a they've while. been quiet for a while. So, um, it's coming out this this July. Also, I think it's also July. It yeah. is. So it's just like, oh god, summer's gonna suck for your wallet. Xenoblade's cool. I kind of like how this one looked because it had like it has the anime style of the second one mixed with. The, the background, background style, style of the, the first, first one, yeah. so I thought and that was really cool. It includes the it includes the uh, the giant mech and the uh, what's it called and the Leviathan from the second one. So yeah. it's like okay, so does that mean Shulk and Rex are dead? What happens to everything else? Because that's a new Minato user. Yeah, I mean um, we have two new characters. It stars uh, Noah and Mio. Um, and we so see other characters from the other we series. See the, yeah, we saw a lot and of them. This begs the question, and I'm going to I'm going to die on this hill. Where in the world does Xenoblade Chronicles X fit in this story? I don't think anyone knows. I don't even think the devs know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do see the Minato, and we do see her in two. And I'm just like, so where are you? <laughs> all in all, it was a, it was a pretty, uh, I, I guess it was an okay direct. Like, it's definitely, like, I, I think what, the, what people tend to forget is, and when Nintendo does their directs, a they're lot of the directs stuff that's coming out, they're announcing stuff that's coming out. One, two, a lot of it's always going to be like almost genre based if there's nothing really major coming out. Right. So this was definitely a direct for like the JRPG fans more yep. than anything. Um, I was kind of like meh on the whole thing. Like there were some announcements that I did like, which I expressed throughout this podcast. Obviously, I'm very excited for the Klonoa, yep. uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, because I, I like my... JRPGs sometimes depends on the RPG. I'm very picky. Do you like Bottle of Soft JRPGs because it's the original team that did six and nine? Yes. And then Square Enix made Nomura the head of the development and they all just left. 
<laughs> in the company charter Nomura's not allowed to work on coding or story for a game yeah. if he gets contracted he's only allowed to do character design not many people know that but a lot of the developers in Monolog Sauce are the people who made Final Fantasy who made all the good Final, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy games aka the good ones not seven. Well, seven is a good one. It's just so like so. The thing with Final Fantasy Seven is, I don't think it's a great Final Fantasy. It was an okay Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's but what I love about Final Fantasy Seven is that it made role playing games cool. cool. Yeah, no, yes. It was the one that yes. put them on the mainstream map and said, "Hey, try this. Try this. Fun. This is what RPGs are." And I think like for a lot of people, Final Fantasy Seven was. Uh, would you have to play the other two to play? The, yeah. So Xenoblade Chronicles is an ongoing story. You definitely have to play. Or even well, if you want to go into it blind, you can Wikipedia you can, the first two. No, you actually can go into each game as separate entities. Yeah, but they, um, they all have... Their stories are self-contained. But, but, Monolith Soft likes to release DLC that is free and free content updates that tie the games together. Yes. This is why we're all complaining. So where is X coming from? Because it's the only one that doesn't do that. So for like the lore is definitely what ties a lot of the games together. Um, they are they are almost self-contained. Like one and two were pretty much self-contained games. But there's a lot of lore in the games that ties all the games together. Yeah, one and two um, were self-contained until that expansion stuff. Well, within the story of one and two, yeah. there's, there's, there's stuff in one that doesn't get answered until two also. Yeah. Like, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, like, you, you, the game, the story, the thing of the game is like, okay, it wraps up. But there's, like, lore-based stuff like, well, wait, this thing that happened, like, Here. 10 years ago. What about this? What about that? And then you don't see the resolution of that until Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Because then you're like, oh, that uh, thing from the lore right. in the first okay. game that took place 10 years before the first game. <laughs> it's happening now. Got it. <laughs> Um, oh god, Monolith Soft. <laughs> yeah, so the story is like really good. Um, but it's a fantastic JRPG. So if you like yeah. JRPGs, I highly recommend. I highly, highly recommend the Xenoblade Chronicles games. I just hope they don't make the gaff with the uh, voice acting again. So it, it did sound a little off in the trailer. It did so. a little bit, but but <laughs> but I hope they learned from two and not pick a well-known TV actor in England. To play the main character like no no offense to him this was it's hilarious because you could see in the first half of the game he wasn't sure what he was doing second half of two oh you finally understand how video games work yeah cool i have all the time chamber to play all these jrpgs uh, well that depends because the thing that what i like about jrpgs now is they're more respectful of your time yep to a degree like some of them understand that we don't have all the time in the world to sit here and grind and level so they up actually put an easy mode in. so they the put in like a four. they put in a mode that's like literally just straight for story like yeah. you have to level up like minimally and you can plow through in like 20 30 hours so that's like a good couple of weeks depending on how much it's a weekend you actually if you, if it's a full weekend if you sit at home and do nothing but do nothing but play jrpgs like i used to yeah or if you're like me how i played it it was my it was my commute game for a while yeah um which is how the nintendo switch works for me like it's my commute thing yeah. uh, unless it's like a bigger title where like i want to sit at home and play it like breath of the wild too. breath of the wild for example because i couldn't play that on the train i was like oh no no i'm too invested in this i can't i have to <laughs> you, sit you at home to, yeah and play this um metroid dread almost felt that way like because I tried to do it on the commute. I couldn't because it required me too I had to much focus. focus. I, I, I kid you not. There was one time I was fighting a boss 
And I'm like, 14 streams. I'm like, okay, I can probably kill this boss before Canal. <laughs> Next up, Brook. Hey, Brooklyn? <laughs> and, I'm, and then I see the bridge, and I'm like, ah, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that happens. So it's happened. It's happened. Um, so definitely got to pick and choose the, the, the games here. Uh, but very good to see that a lot of content's coming to the I Nintendo still, Switch. I still want games, like specifically JRPGs, because there are times where I'll take breaks from JRPGs and then forget about them because a new game comes out. Yeah. And I want a little thing that's like, hey, you haven't played in a while. <laughs> Here's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, Bravery Default 2. Sorry. Uh, even if you're not a Switch owner, uh, I do want to caution that a lot of these games are multi-platform. Obviously, the Nintendo Switch exclusives are only on the Nintendo systems. But stuff like Disney Speed Stars or the Clonoa game, those are all going to be multi-platform. Um, Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, like, just after the Direct, all the trailers were on the PlayStation YouTube. Uh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it is coming to PlayStation. I would have laughed at Nintendo's like, hey, we're just going to buy this character. I would just die laughing at that point. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> it can happen. I don't see Nintendo doing, like, company acquisitions. I just see them going up to companies like, can we have this IP? Can we just have this? Like, you're not doing anything with it. Like right? what they did with Bayonetta. Literally what they did to Bayonetta. I guess. Because everyone, because <laughs> Microsoft and Sony turned them down. It's like, oh no, we don't want that game. Nintendo sits there for another game, looks at the, it's like, hey, what's this? Oh, this is a dead project. Can we have it? Here's money. Like, but here's money. N- Nintendo literally went to Platinum and was like. No, went to Sega. Well, they went, no. Because Sega had it. And Sega was like, yeah, we're not doing anything with it. It's now technically a dead IP. Here's money. <laughs> You're here for a Sonic meeting. Here is money. <laughs> we bought Bayonetta. They bought Bayonetta. Like, I see them walking up to a band guy. That would be what Nintendo would do. would walk up to Capcom or Bandai Namco and be like, hey, you're not doing Rival Schools? Hey, you're not doing another Project X Zone? Give us the characters. <laughs> Project X Zone would be tough because that's a lot of mixed. It is a lot of it's a lot so. of mixed franchises, but the the main characters from those games are specifically from those games. And N- you could do stuff with them. Nintendo should just buy Ristar. They would. Where's, they straight up would. Where's my Ristar? It's on the uh Nintendo expansion pass. <laughs> So what you're saying is I can play it on ROM. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, overall, I think this was a good direct. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were... I, I remember people saying, oh, there's no Breath of the Wild. I'm like, listen, we already know Breath of the Wild 2. They've confirmed it's still... And they're still saying it's a 2022 game. Yeah. It's the E3. It's going to be the E3 game. You got to understand that Nintendo will always save its big games for bigger shows. And they understand that E3 is a big show. And that's when they like to do the big announcements. Obviously, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be announced at E3 this year. I think it's digital again this year, right? It is digital again this year. And what's going to be even funnier is... I was going to say, it's like, yeah, here's Breath of the Wild 2. Here's everything with it. Here's this, here's that. And uh, here's a release date. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be twofold. And this is my prediction for E3. It's going to be Breath of the Wild 2. And like, that's because we expect it. Yeah, right? We I know think, that it's coming. We know that it's coming. I think the surprise, because Nintendo always does like a surprise, a surprise reveal. Game. I think the surprise is a trailer for Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. I really do believe that it's going to be a trailer for Metroid Prime 4. 
or an idea of a release time as well. Or something like, yeah, we're still working on just, this. Because what they did for, for Pokemon, because they announced, hey, yeah, Legend of Arceus is coming out in January. Yeah. I would die laughing if they show Metroid Prime 4 trailer. January release date. Like, what? I, <laughs> still f- fiscal year 2022. Yes. <laughs> fiscal business year. Fiscal business year. <laughs> like, oh my God. Alrighty. So yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. Uh, lots of awesome new stuff coming out over the next couple of months. As always, you can stick to all of our various streams. Uh, I will be continuing to stream different things. I don't know if I'm going to stream Elden Ring. I don't know if I can stream Elden Ring. I, I have to concentrate so hard on that game. I I also got it, so I kind of want to stream it, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah, because I like to sit with that game and not have to like... I'll enter- stream it after I beat it. It's one of those games that I have to play through first. Yeah, that's going to be a while. Because you know me, like it's open world too, so I'm yeah. going to want to explore. So yeah. I know what I'm definitely streaming. That's the Witch Queen expansion for Destiny 2 when it drops on yeah, February 22nd. It's 12 days away. It's almost a little over a week for new Destiny 2 content. I'm excited for that. Anyways, folks, that's going to be it for t- <laughs> I just remembered that someone was complaining to me. Like, how does Final Fantasy 11 and 14 still stay beneath 70 gigabytes, but Destiny 2 can't? Well, Destiny's at 80, so it's not that far off. But with most of its content cut? Well, that's rotating content. Rotating content, <laughs> but like, it's just like, wait, how? It's like, what? Because certain devs know how to dev. No, no I don't think it really is. I think it's the fact that they probably put so many high res textures on the actual armor and guns, stuff like that. I think it really is. It, it, it's, it's definitely like a memory issue for something. Yeah, like, it, it, it's that, or the game's not compressed at all. That's, that's what hey, I Bungie. think it is. Hey, Bungie, why don't you go to Nintendo and ask them how to do compression? Because <laughs> Ultimate, well, now, before now, compression... Now they have Sony money. so maybe Sony doesn't do compression. No, they don't. That's the, that's <laughs> the joke. Should go, yeah. <laughs> should go to Nintendo and be like, how do you make games smaller? Because apparently, Ultimate... And no, Super Mario Odyssey, before it was compressed, was 180 gigabytes. Right. And they got it down to 25 by cleaning up junk code and compressing useless files. I also think that because there's so many different moving parts in Destiny, because you have the PvP side of things, you have the PvE side of things. I think it's more compression is just making the file sizes that aren't that don't always have to be read. Mm -hmm. Just smaller. For example, Apex Legends, I just compressed it recently. Yeah, I got. 20 gigs back from it. I think the other thing too is also how they code the game because a lot of the different maps also reuse certain assets and then it's like as more content is released and you start doing the new stuff a lot of the older stuff just sits there and does nothing and the code's intertwined between all of that so it's like we made these changes for this thing that affect this older thing and then we got to worry about that older thing so it doesn't mess up the new stuff. Right. So the easy solution is, is get rid of the old stuff so we can focus on the actually, new stuff. Actually, the easy solution is you make a universe... That means it probably doesn't have database correctly. That's what I think it is. Because yeah. uh, WoW went through that when Cataclysm went out. Correct. Because they had the, if you didn't have Cataclysm, like you still got the map changes and everything. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they databased all their assets. So whenever that asset needs to be viewed... It pulls it. 
Why are we reinventing the wheel? <laughs> because it has to be fast. <laughs> but we've already have the tech. Laziness. Just copy the code. Literally, you can inspect element. You're a developer. It's the first thing you learn. It's okay because you know why? Which is even funnier because they had Activision, so they literally could have walked across to, to Blizzard and asked the WoW team, how'd you do this? It We're doing that. It doesn't matter. Because now we have Carby. I know Carby. And all is right in the world. <laughs> the vending machine one horrified me. Because <laughs> it's... Kirby it's inhaling so anything scares me. <laughs> anyway. Fight God. That's it for today's <laughs> show. We're going to wrap it up here and be done with this podcast for today. Uh, stick around, though, because we have RJ and Joel with uh, some more great ace attorney after this show. As always, everyone, you can check out our website. My son's going to be kind enough to put the uh, links. links into the chat. You can check out our social media links, podcast, written content, and more over at digitalerentertainment.com. And you can also check out our merch if you wish to support us. We have our D t-shirts, D hoodies, D tank tops, D sweaters d mug all available for purchase take your pick and use our uh our stream element shop uh want to give a shout out to our sponsor image anime you can use our code discount ship for free ground shipping on in stock item orders over a hundred dollars over at imageanime.com that code is good until the end of the year january 1st 2023 so please 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 use that code and if you're not going to use it, at least tell your friends. If we have friends who are into buying anime stuff, anime figures, DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever it is, they can check out Image Anime Shop and save some money when they make their purchases. Of course, this podcast wouldn't be made possible without the help of the Waypoint Cafe, home of this podcast that you're watching. Waypoint Cafe is located at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of New York City. Again, Gino's the operator. I frequent it here. The disembodied hand that says hi. That's Gino. Uh, so we hang out here. Feel free to say hi if you pass on by. Uh, definitely check out the Waypoint Cafe. Say hi to the staff. Got lots of stuff, lots of cool stuff here over at the Waypoint Cafe, including 30 PCs for your leisure where you can play Lost Ark or Fortnite or Halo. And we're putting our money where our mouth is. If you can be, if you would be so kind and check out our YouTube. For Coco No Pro, do we have Roblox at the PC? Is here? Yes, we, have yes we do. Yes. We have Roblox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a browser based game. <laughs> Check out our YouTube for our Coco No Pro, our upcoming wrestling themed visual novel. We will have more on that. <laughs> yes, you can play Robeats in the cafe. <laughs> or I can, I can go on it and I can play against you in Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> or Jailbreak. I'll find you in jailbreak. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we did an anime of the year code, but you can check out our YouTube for our game of the year video, which is in that link right there. You can check out what made our game of the year 2021. Our anime of the year video is also up. Shout outs to Neo Ivan Gaming for such a wonderful editing job uh, on that particular video. If you want to know who our pick was for anime of the year, you can check out that video there. And if you like what you see there and you're interested in a podcast based on anime, we have 
our sister podcast, D-Kai, is every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And you can check them out there. That's going to do it for us tonight. Appreciate you all coming through. Again, stick around. RJ and Joel will be right up after this. And as always, until next time, you've been decoded.